Talk to me. We're just, we're just, we're two months in. I feel two and change, maybe into the quarantine. I'm, I'm dying. I'm losing energy. I miss the fellas. I just want to go to the bar with the, with the boys. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I, you know, it's, it's sad, and quarantine life is probably uh, not for us, and we miss, we miss it everything, and uh, here we are. But we're on episode two. Um, Shout out to everyone who listened to the first episode. We appreciate all the love, the feedback, the comments. Um, so we're excited to give you another episode of Hot Takes and Hot Cakes, the best way to start your hump day. So we'll get straight into it. And we're going to talk about one of the hottest shows on Netflix right now with Outer Banks. We Sam got hot Marley. cakes and chill right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, Dave, tell us about what you kind of think overall, Outer Banks, good, bad. Talk to me. What are you thinking? So, I just finished it uh, early this week, and I know you and me were kind of on the same watching schedule. I personally loved it. Great time killer for the, uh, for the you know, quarantine. We're all in lockdown. So, it's something good to kill the time. The one, the mm-hmm. one thing you got to pour one out for, RIP to any guy who doesn't look like John B. this summer because no one wants to fuck you. I mean, John B. is the talk of the town on Twitter. Everyone thinks Dude, he's, he's so he's handsome. Hop- oh, he's very handsome. He's like the equivalent. <laughs> he's he is the epitome of like hot boy summer. So I'm just I don't know. I it, it's weird too because he's supposed to be a high schooler, but he's 20 like three I think. So it's a weird mix. Yeah, but right. I, I love I love the show. It was good. It was cheesy. Um, it is. I mean, it makes you want to move down to Myrtle Beach and be a pogue or whatever. You know. So mm-hmm. uh, I was into it. Their free reign lifestyle. You know. The, the, but it overall was good. I I give it a. I'll give it a three and a half pancakes out of five. Okay. Three and a half stack out of five. I think that's a great score. Um, watching it with my with my roommates, um, kind of binged through it pretty fast. And, you know, it was it was really cheesy and corny, but something about it just kept drawing me back to it. And I was like, wow, this is so bad, but I fucking love it. <laughs> and I love John B. Um Overall, it was it was it was entertaining enough, right? It was kind of cool. A little bit of history with the gold and the treasure and the mystery of who killed John B's dad, and you know, he's dating his stepsister. Kind of, there was just a lot of little. That weird... was a little odd to me. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was too much mean? like a Pornhub thumbnail. You're like, I gotta keep rolling by this. This is too much. 
exactly. And, you know, it, it, it was funny and weird, but at the same time, you kind of liked it. Um, and then, you know, it, it was weird that these kids were 16 and doing all the things they were doing. And it was, when I was 16, I was driving my mom's Toyota Camry going to basketball practice and eating pizza with my friends before practice. But here are these kids looking for millions of dollars, drinking, driving. And they're on boat. Escape, yeah, escaping <laughs> the police. Just like, okay, I guess I wasn't doing it right. Yeah, uh, that's why we're here making a podcast right now. I'm not, you know, on a boat down to Bermuda to get gold. But yeah. overall, pretty solid. You know, it's it's a cheesy show. Something to kill time over uh, mm-hmm. over quarantine and while we're on lockdown. Um, would recommend to anybody who hasn't caught up yet. Won't do spoilers, so don't uh, don't worry about that. But go check it out. Definitely worth a watch. Um, unfortunately, I think we also have to talk about the last dance. It's uh, dropped uh, last Sunday. We got episode seven and eight. We're almost done here. One more weekend of uh, this torment. What do you think, buddy? It was average again you know you know with the first episode we talked about how they were good and we finally enjoyed two episodes and we felt like it was almost kind of the saving grace that we kind of wanted and are expecting with such a highly anticipated show but you know it was again pretty boring to me like I honestly I was half asleep and both episodes kind of just was just meh like honestly I don't I don't have anything highly to think about it i don't even know if i have any takeaways except that um michael jordan laughing at that gary payton clip when he says he tried to slow him <laughs> down and didn't but, and he was oh. like gary payton the glove he was nothing to me that was the only <laughs> thing that really stood out and anything else that i really remembered like we said earlier it, it's just everything anyone who's a michael jordan fans knows what's going on already even if you're not like you're like you're a big nba guy you're you follow basketball for as long as i've known you at least i'm not a big basketball guy coming up i wasn't a big basketball guy but you know all of these things about jordan because like we were right on the heels of the end of his career um growing up and you know getting into sports um so like you heard all these stories growing up maybe not in in as much detail as they're giving you right now but this is common speak, I feel like, and you're, you know, your group out on the playground or, you know, if you were in like a CYO league, like everyone talked about this stuff or at least had some knowledge of it. So I right. agree with you. Um, and I was kind of disappointed because the last two episodes, uh, five and six, I felt pretty hopeful about. Those are really good. And I thought, all right, they're going to like put a bow on it nicely in the last four. And we're going to, we're actually going to walk away pretty satisfied. But I agree, man. I was just disappointed by these two uh seven i mean it seemed basically all was all it was highlighting was how shitty the media was to jordan you know what i mean after his dad gets mm-hmm. killed immediately the highlights are about his gambling and uh right mike and you know mike uh retiring and going into baseball but the whole what they're highlighting the whole time they're focusing less on the storyline of what mike is actually doing and more on what the headlines were during the time um mm-hmm. it just basically shows you what a botch job it was on the media man just like fishing for these crazy conspiracies and, st- and uh, there was a one where the league was, that was like a punishment to Mike where he had to retire for 18 months, you know, for all the gambling right. stuff. And I'm like, this is just so far-fetched. And I mean, what a reach, you know what I mean? And it's no mm-hmm. wonder that MJ wanted to step away from the limelight for a little bit and retire. Like I, that's a lot for anyone. Um, but, you know, especially someone who's as good as they are and they're at their craft, you know what I mean? You would think that they yeah. could earn, um, 
a little bit of respect, you know what I mean? And like a, in a time that was probably pretty hard for him after losing his old man and everything. For sure. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that we're going to be on the last two episodes so that we can move on with our life. You know, like we can look forward to something else and stop giving it the credit and the attention that it's getting. And, you know, by no means, I, I, you know, I loved MJ growing up. If you guys saw our Instagram story last night, you saw young NC with the, the MJ jersey in Disneyland as a kid. Rocking the two, three. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm all about MJ, respect the GOAT, whatever it is, but I'm just ready for this to be over. And honestly, you know, I'm, I'm kind of done talking about it. You know, next episode, we might have to bring it up, but if we don't, I think I'd be happy with that. Dude, the one last thing we'll say about it, and then we can move on, but, uh, like, talk about a forgotten man, Michael Jordan's brother. Could there, like, there, could there be a worse person to be? <laughs> I, he, they put him up on the screen. I was like, who's this jabroni? You know, I was like, is this another media guy? Yeah. <laughs> and then he flashed it up. It's his brother. I was like, God damn, that's, that's a tough life. You know, it's like, that's, that's not your fault. You know, you wanted to do, like, the end of Goodwill Hunting? Like, it's not your yeah. fault. Uh, but, yeah, poor guy. I mean, just that living in his shadow his whole life, I'm sure, was not easy. So, I pour one out for that guy. That's a tough, tough being Jordan's brother. Yeah, I can only imagine his son. I know he has two. I think Marcus is the one who played college basketball at UCF. And can you imagine, like, being his son and, like, damn, I'm not as good as my dad. Or he, you know, he, the way Michael Jordan is, he's probably a little disappointed in his son. That's oh, definitely yeah. not easy to swallow whatsoever. And you know, he probably, you know, growing up, he probably wrote him about it. You know what I mean? Giving him a hard right. time. Oh, you got to work harder. You got to do this. Because, I mean, that's how he was with everything. He, everything about his career was that, you know, where everyone was saying, oh, he's kind of a dick in the locker room. Or, right. you know, he's an asshole at practice. He's a tyrant. He's this, he's that. But that's because that's what he expected of himself. And I'm sure there's a lot of that, too, under his roof, which, I, you know, like you were saying, it's, it couldn't be an easy way to grow up. So, I, yeah. I mean, that would be an interesting documentary on its own. Um, and I'm sure, you know, now we're seeing that even highlighted more this generation with, like, the Ball family and LeBron James's family. They're all over social media. And you're kind of seeing what that looks like. You know, we're getting a peek behind the curtain because we got social media. Right. So, um, I mean, I'm sure he's a little bit different. Michael Jordan seems a little bit more normal than those right. two guys. But um, oh. still an interesting look at what that what that life must be like. Yeah, well, I'll leave it at this. I'd rather ESPN do a documentary on LeVar Ball than watch this Michael Jordan. I, I am a pro LeVar Ball, big baller brand for life. Hundo P agree. I got to back that up 100%. That guy's a fucking lunatic. And, uh, and just what a genius. Kinda, what a genius. Yeah, 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 he's a genius. I like when he released his uh, big baller brand shoes. And if you called customer service because your order was wrong, they go, well, that's a little baller move. See you later. <laughs> Just hang up yeah. on him. <laughs> but, little ballers stay home. Yeah, exactly. But uh, all right, let's uh, now we got last dance over. Thank God. One more weekend, everybody, and then we're done with last dance talk. But uh, now let's move into segments. Starting off uh, our, our short stack of the week, if you will. Uh, let's kick it off with hot takes and see what you got hot for me. Takes. Hit me with your first, baby. Hot takes. You said this one. I don't know how I feel about it yet, but. Crocs is a good shoe. I don't own Crocs. My mother, who's a nurse, wears them to work sometimes. Um, she switches it up. 
you know, I've heard good things. I don't know much about them. I'm sure they're comfortable if my mom wears them to the hospital to work 12-hour shifts. If um, you're about to be on the show and knock the heroes of the world right now for their shoe choice, I, I'm going to have to find a new co-host. You, first, you might get fired for your takes last week on Chapico boards. This this week, you're getting fired for knocking the heroes, the heroes in the scrubs, rocking the, the well, crocs. I, 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 I'm indifferent. Like I said, I'm just letting you know my mom has crocs. And she it's, wears them to work. So it must mean that they're a pretty comfortable shoe if you're on your feet 12 hours. You know. It's one of the greatest, most versatile shoes ever. You have, you have famous people from Luke Combs to Post Maloney rocking those bad boys on stage, on concerts. You can wear them out on the go. Got to make a little grocery store trip. You know, you can run down the street. You know, you got to go run and catch a cab, kick back yeah. a little flack. You can throw those bad boys into, into sport mode, you know. And they're breathable. People forget. You know what I mean? Nice summer shoe. Rock it on the beach. Pick it up. Go up to the beach right. bar. It's an it's an all all year round shoe. Throw in the sheepskin lining. Bada bing, you're good for the winter. Hit the slopes. How many do, pairs of Crocs do you own? I'm on my second pair. I've never owned more than one pair at once. Uh, but that's because they last so long. They're a durable shoe. It's right. cost effective. Uh, you know this this apartment is is a big believer in the Croc shoe. What colorway do you have of it? Oh, I got the hottest colorway they got, dog. Camouflage. The real tree camo collab. Wow. That's right. You know, I honestly don't have an opinion on it. If you're a believer of the shoe, you know, like you said, you can go in sport mode. You can go laid back on the beach just chilling. You want to sip a pina colada at the beach bar. You walk in them. You know, whatever you want to do, it seems like it's a great shoe. I don't know if I buy one. How much do they cost? Oh, I don't. I have no idea. The last time I had to buy a new pair was so long ago. It was probably half price then. I'm going to take a look right now how much a pair of Crocs is, and then that will you a be pair my, for your birthday. I'll take a look if I think those are good shoes. Crocs price. Let's see here. Where are we at? I see. Wow, they have one that's are all black with flames on it. Wow, that Dude, that's the Guy Fieri pair. Those things are hot. I'm looking at those now. 50 bucks. Yeah, if you get the one with just like the casual with the holes in them in the, in the, in the black or yellow colorway, only like $30. $30. So Goodbye. Because it's, it's a, a lifetime buy. buy. It's a lifetime buy. I'm putting my stamp of just, approval on it. I haven't spent my stimulus check yet from Donnie Trump. $30 might be going to a pair of Crocs. You heard it here first. Or you know, I'll throw you a 20 to get the Guy Fieri black and flame, black and fire colorway. Yeah, I think I think I might have to. Anyone who's a fan of Crocs listening, hit my DMs up with all with your Crocs. You know, I'm going to tweet them out, give everyone a little shout out for being a believer in what I believe in. Uh, next up, uh, we got one that you and me actually accidentally got in a fight over this week. We weren't even really talking about show stuff. Um, and you dropped this fucking bomb on me. I'm uh, excited. It, this was on the heels of your Topeka board take, which people, I don't want people and to forget. Chick-fil-A. A and Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A. People didn't like that. All right, so this next take you dropped on me, I, I think it was on Saturday morning. You're a big believer at brunches, overrated. Please elaborate, Absolutely. explain, dig yourself out of this fucking hole. What a nightmare. Yeah, to let everyone know, I was sober when I said that brunch is overrated. That's and worse. I, I stand, I, yeah, I stand by it. I, that's, that's how you know I'm really serious on this 
hot take that brunch is overrated. So in general, I just think the food at brunch is the same. You know, it's nothing really special. And I understand you, you brought this to, your, uh, to my point. Oh, I'll tell you why you're wrong. Don't you don't the, worry about the ambiance of brunch and drinking early and, and you know doing this and that. But at the same time, like if you want to have a beer or a cocktail at 8 a.m., you don't need brunch. You can do it. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with drinking early. So I, I don't I don't really buy that. And also too, I've been doing a lot of reading um, recently, and I've been reading a book you recommended. Anthony Bourdain, Kitchen Confidential, and one of the in greats. this book, R.I.P. Really, one of R. our R. two R. biggest, one of our inspirations for real. Um, in the book, he does mention that he does not like brunch for several reasons. First reason is that they use leftovers from the night before in a lot of the dishes, just scraps or whatever. Second, all the good cooks cook on Saturday, because Saturday night. It's the biggest right. time to go out to get dinner, right? So sure. they don't have the chefs from that Saturday work brunch the next morning. They give them the time off. So essentially, you're getting the B, the B team. You're getting the JV. Maybe you're even getting the freshman team cooking you brunch. And then third, you know, realistically, it's kind of overpriced. I don't really care about the price, but if you think about it, you're okay. paying me you're paying $13 for two eggs. When, if you just go to breakfast a little bit earlier, it's that probably is cheaper. Yeah. IHOP is the best breakfast in the game. Chain and that's for another episode. That is for another episode. But those are just a couple reasons. Tell me what you think. Counter, counter arguments. Let me know. This, that little rant you just went on, reminiscent of my little niece, you know, after she's had a long day and needs a nap and just goes yeah. on a rant, starts wiling up. You're wrong at so many I, different levels. I'm no, just no, giving sit, you the you, facts. Sit down, little man. It's time for me to talk. Okay, go ahead. Go so, ahead, big guy. Here's where you're, you're not, no one's ever going to brunch for the food. You're going, you got to fill up the stomach a little bit, get the booze going, because you're getting ready to lock in for a beautiful session of drinking. All right, and if you're lucky, you're gonna be back home eating pizza by 8 p.m., you're gonna be in bed by 10, you're gonna wake up, your hangover is gonna be gone. I have never gone to brunch looking for a fantastic meal. I understand, I'm working with the seed team behind the kitchen, all right? And I understand that, I wanna be forgiving of those guys. They're earning their chops, you know, they're getting started out. They're trying to earn that Friday, Saturday night position. So I'm not gonna knock them, they're doing their best, whipping up scrambled eggs, you know, throwing some hollandaise on a fucking English muffin with some- Don't know, get me started on hollandaise. I know, I know, I know. but. I, I, you're not going there for the food. I'm going there. I'm meeting with the crew. You know, we're going to talk about the night before who was doing what, who was making out with who. We're going to talk about the drama that was going down. We're going to nurse the hangover, get a little hair of the dog to bitch you. We're going to get back on the horse when we get drinking again. I'm going for the good time. Get me a carafe of a mimosa. I'm going to hang out in the corner. You know, I'm going to rock the sunglasses, take a couple of Advil, and I'm going to lock it in for a great day ahead of me and a, you know, a very, uh, upsetting Sunday when I, you know, when I hate myself for all the drinking I did. Yeah, what you're saying is fine, right? But I'm just talking straight up the food. Like the food is very overrated. To me, I think I looked it up. I don't know how accurate it is. So if anyone, when they listen to the podcast, please confirm if this is true. But I think brunch is only in America, right? In the, in the rest of the world, you either have breakfast or lunch. Like what orders what like considers something brunch right it's just really breakfast most of the time 
there's probably like two things that are like more on the lunch side, whether it's like tacos, like breakfast tacos, or a breakfast burger because you throw an egg on it. Besides those two, food-wise, what are other things that are close to lunch that you can get at brunch? You, all right, I'll give you that much. It's typically skews towards breakfast, the menus do. But, you right. know, you can typically find a decent burger. Uh, you know, a lot of times we'll have, like, the deli sandwiches or where you're finding a good Reuben. You know, uh, something hot and greasy that's going to help you nurse that hangover, help get you over the hill, and help, you know, calm you down, ease you into your Saturday. Or if, you know, you have a little Sunday scaries, help relieve some of that tension, help you relax. Know that you're going to greet Monday with a mean hangover, but you're going to have a fantastic Saturday. You're going to make all that anxiety go away. Now, I agree with you on that. The food is not that great at brunch. It's very overrated. Um, as we know, if you've read Kitchen Confidential, stay the fuck away from hollandaise sauce. It's supposedly never good when you eat it out of a, out of a restaurant kitchen. But you know what? Look past the food. I, I'm challenging you to expand your mind. Think more about the experience, all right? Experience life. Just sit there and let it shower over you. Get past the food. It's not bad. It's just overpriced. It's not that great. You're going to be okay. Sip on a few more mimosas. Maybe have a bloody. Work through it. And then enjoy wherever your next stop is. You're going to have a great day with the crew. All right. You know, I'll give you that. Like I said, you know, I understand the, the atmosphere and kind of the vibes that you're getting. Yes. But, you know, I want to eat something good. And it's, it's never really good. How many times have we gone to brunch? disappointed the only time the only times you and me have done a good brunch is when we go to dim sum and that's because it has no breakfast food it has the great dumplings you know it's, it's that comfort people in asia food. eat that for breakfast it warms lunch. your soul oh maybe they're doing it right they have a, their menu skews towards lunch for brunch you know those guys might be thinking in the right direction i think maybe we just got to retool the menu but those are the only times you and me have done good brunch food but every time we go out for brunch it's a great time we have a great experience I, you know, yeah. you bitch about the food for half an hour, and then later that night you bring it back up again. It's a whole problem. But think past that meal. You know, think towards what am I going to eat when I'm hammered at like 4 p.m. You know, think about that that piece of pizza you're going to have, the cheesesteak, the cheeseburger, that taco, oh, the 7-Eleven big bite. You know what I mean? Let's be shameful. Let's get down and dirty with our drunk eats. We'll move past the brunch food, everybody. We're out on brunch food. We're in on brunch as the experience, and we're focusing on the late night meal. All right. Next hot take. I'm feeling good now. That one got me going. The blood is flowing, baby. Um, brunch, next one. brunch is still overrated. Brunch is still no, no, overrated. No, 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 no. NC is 0 for 2. Two episodes, two terrible takes. This guy may never recover. He's setting a bad habit right at the beginning. We're, you know, we're going to work on it, everybody. Feel free to shame him in the DMs and on Twitter. We're, we're open I've, to it. I've come to accept that you're going to be the likable person well, good cop, on, bad cop. on the show. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've come to realize I say a lot of things that people want to say but don't. You know, where they know I shouldn't say this, but I have this really bad problem where I just say what I want to say. It's so I'll leave it it's at that. It's definitely a problem. I'm going to say something else. It's going to probably offend a lot of people, but baseball is the most boring sport to watch. And this is this you're cascading on under, you know, an avalanche of terrible takes. We were talking about this this week. Uh, you know, spring has sprung. Normally, this is the time of year you start going to your first baseball game, you know, enjoying the nice right. weather. Right. Um, getting a nice day drinking session in, enjoying mm -hmm. a few nine innings. I couldn't right. disagree with you more. 
I will. Okay. I understand what you're saying. Baseball is a slow right. sport. It goes on for a for long sure. time. Right. And at that, I will concede. I give that to you 100%. But you're missing out on the experience. Very similar to the brunch. You got to, you, so you don't enjoy life enough. You got to sip life, you know, take it in slowly. What it is, you got to go early to the game, get a couple of pops, I don't, maybe I do a hot all dog. these things with you. So I don't no, know. What no, you're no, talking no. About. Hang on, hang on. You don't go into the game until maybe the third, maybe the fourth inning. You hang out, you settle into your bleachers, you're feeling good, get a tall boy, get a pretzel, relax. You're kicking back hot with dog. your friends. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, get a hot dog. That's just, that goes without saying. You settle in, you hang out with your crew, you watch some ball, and you just enjoy that spring is sprung, right? The dark winter is gone, no more snow, the, the April rains are behind you, we're into May now, right. you're sitting in the bleachers with your crew. You got, a, okay. you got a beer in one hand, a dog in the other. Stay for a few innings. If the game's close, ride it out. If it's a blowout, get the hell out of there at seven innings. Stay for three, get out of there, and bounce to the bar across the street. Enjoy the rest right. of the day. Don't let it okay. eat up your whole day. Don't let the baseball game surround the deck. Do it the other way. Baseball's just a part of what you're doing that day. It's a reason to go out with your friends. And at this time, we got to be thankful for that because we can't get that. Fair. Everything you said is fair, and I do love what you say. When I do go to baseball games, that is something that I do. I usually don't go in maybe till the second inning. You know, definitely by then have hit a couple bars before. I'm definitely grabbing a hot dog, a tall boy, a Coors Light in a can. Um, But the biggest problem that I have with that is it's still very boring, and a lot of times – you're just kind of wasting your money to go because you're leaving the game early and going late. That that's something that I don't really like. I don't the value is not there for me. So at know, this stage it's in just, life, it's just every so long. event No, get the hell out of here. At this stage in our lives, NC, you gotta understand every event that we sign up for and pay for is just an expensive reason to drink, right? We're going to the movies. We're going to the movie theater. It serves beer. We're going to the ball game. We're going to sit in the bleachers near the closest to the beer cart. Yeah, everything we're doing right now is revolved around drinking, and you're just overpaying for a ton of shit right now. We're going to work through it. Yeah. Eventually, one, one of us will get a house and we'll drink there. It'll be much cheaper. But for now, this is what we're doing. We're overpaying for shit so we can drink. And this, this validates my point even more. You're talking about the experience again. Which I like. I do that every year with my with my roommates. We go see a couple Phillies game. We definitely hit Xfinity. We get some hot dogs. We definitely have a lot more beers and shots that we should shouldn't have. But the sport itself is really fucking boring, dude. It's a hundred sixty games, nine innings. Sometimes those innings could take like an hour, and you're just sitting there. Or even if you're not watching live, you're watching on TV. How well, that's the a fuck psychopath you, move. Just how do it. you fucking do that? Background noise. So just. If you don't, if you don't think baseball is the most bo- most boring sport to watch, what is your choice? Enlighten me. You ever watched a curling match, son? The only time Come curling's on. ever been interesting. Come on, give me something a re- like a real <laughs> sport. Something, something you know, something valid. I agree. Tennis is actually pretty fucking boring. Everyone pre- likes to pretend like, oh, I'm tennis. a tennis. Yeah, see, because you're one of the guys. You're like, oh, I, you're one of the people that pretends to like tennis because it's a sophisticated I thing. I no, 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 no. I'm no, not no. very good. You don't but like But I like it. to watch like tennis. It. Yes, I do. Boo, don't make me boring. Talk. That's terrible. Yeah, okay. 
I agree. I baseball thought... has its boring aspects. I'm never watching it at home on the TV. I'll check the box score afterwards. But without baseball, you don't have that fantastic Saturday in the spring that lets you know, you know, the dark days are over. You know, it's it's going to be lighter out later in the day. It's going to be warm. You're going to be going to the beach soon. Life is going to get better. And without baseball, you don't have that. You don't have that day that they stripped from you. That little thing of happiness, and we don't get it this year. That's gone. So you know, and you we're feeling the pain right fine. now. Fun. Agree to disagree. All I really heard from you is blah blah blah, yada yada yada. Get the fuck baseball out of here. is still the most boring sport to watch. End of conversation. I don't want to hear anything else <sighs> that you have to say in regards to the experience. I the hate experience. you. So. You suck. We're getting to our new segment that we are super excited to do, baby. It's called Snacking Off. Pam, 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 porn. Everyone snacking loves off, to, boys. Everyone loves to snack off. The Nick, ladies, the fellas. Oh, wow. Everyone loves to snack off, baby. Do it with your friends. We don't care who you're snacking off with. Just make sure you do it safely and consensually, everybody. Now, NC, would you mind if I did the honors in introducing our first uh, snacking off product? Absolutely. So for those who, who may not understand yet, we're uh, snacking off. We are going to eat uh, a random food item every week. It could be some snack that you find in the 7-Eleven, you know, uh, goodie aisle. It could be something you find at Trader Joe's or any other grocery store that looks interesting. Um, and we're going to try it, talk about it, and give it a rating. So today, we got Trader Joe's, the TJ's, ube mochi pancake and waffle mix. A chewy mochi pancake mix with purple yam. So it's uh, just so you guys can visualize, we'll put a picture up on our YouTube channel. It's got a nice, beautiful purple box. I'm colorblind. I don't know what the fuck color this is. <laughs> it's but, purple. Oh, there we go. Shout out to me. We've got some nice polka dots on it and a beautiful little font. Get you really excited to look down at this this nice photo they added of the uh, ube mochi pancakes. Uh, looks good. Uh, I would overall give the packaging a four and a half out of five hotcakes. What do you think, NC, so far on the packaging? Packaging is fun. You know, it anytime is very, you have great description. Anytime you have any type of font that looks a little bit like kiddish but it's bold it's big and you know i'm a big fan of purple you know purple is a great color and it's not like a harsh or dark purple it's a very like soft you know purple something that i'd love to wear to brunch after, hard color to match after you. you're not, i'm not going to brunch with you anymore <laughs> okay all right you're right but i would I'm agree this is a, we're gonna look I'm past gonna... that for because we're because you and me are snacking off it's an intimate moment we're, we're going to look past that and just enjoy the, the fun ube mochi box. Now, for you uneducated swine who are listening who don't know what ube is, um, it is a Filipino purple yam. You know, now you're, you have, you're of Filipino descent. Can you comment any more on ube? Yes. Um, like you said, it's very popular in the Philippines and among Filipinos. Um, you know, there's ice cream. They have it in a lot of desserts. And, I really like it. Um, that's why I picked it up and told you this has to be one of the snack offs that we get together and enjoy and eat. Um, so sure. it, it's good. It's, I wouldn't say it's the sweetest type of flavor, but it's right. just subtle enough, right? Sure. Now, so I would say, back. okay, go ahead. Give me, hit me with the back. 
So I'm looking at the back. You could either make pancakes or waffles. I like the directions, very clear and concise. It's in a font that I can, I can see from far away as I'm looking for the measuring cup and, and the tablespoons and teaspoons. As you said, it's little... fun. You want to hang right. out with it, get to know it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, I know I tasted ube today, and uh, this is not based off of any Google search that I might have done before the show, because I totally knew these things, but I would describe the flavor as an amalgamation of vanilla with a nuttiness of pistachio. But I don't know, you know, to each their own. If you didn't find <laughs> wow. any of that in your ube, that's fine. But I'm just telling you what I found. It has nothing to do with Wikipedia or anything like that. Right. Just my, my, base, my base grade. That's like a weird flex, but okay with those choice of words. Thank you. you know? yeah, they're, they're words that I use regularly. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, and but, then uh, I let's think move on this... to the making them. Give me, yeah. give me the rundown. How was it for you? Tell me, let's hear your experience and then we'll give these things a taste. So I decided to make hotcakes, of course. Why would I be a part of a podcast called Would have been just outrageous if you takes. made a waffle. <laughs> yeah, I would be a fraud. I would be embarrassed. <laughs> But honestly, I might try it after. Um, so, you know, pretty simple, like any directions, everything was there, just need to add water, a little bit of oil and one egg. Um, you know, I put some butter on it and I put some Canadian maple syrup. And oh, maybe wow. in, fa in fairness, it might be a little bit better than most people unless you get real Canadian maple syrup. Recently this winter, I went to Toronto and got some maple syrup and let me tell you, Canadian maple syrup is absolutely the truth. It oh, is God. the truth. Move on from the syrup. We're talking about ube mochi pancakes. Sorry, sorry. Oh, and for those who don't know, it's ube, as in if, you're, uh, you know, if your significant other pops the top off and you go, ube. <laughs> wow. Every time I tell a joke that bad, uh, a dad gets his new balances. That was pretty bad, but Thank I'll you. get to it. I'll get to it. The color is kind of bruised looking per se. Um, it looks like so if you got hit by a lacrosse ball, what your what that part of your body would look like the next day. Without any padding, right? Yeah, no, yeah, yep, yep. Just raw dogging it right to the thigh. Which speaking of which, I'm going Nino's going butter and syrup. I'm going just straight ube mochi pancake. Um it does not look good. I would have to agree with Nino. The presentation is bad. I thought I cooked mine pretty good. I got a nice little crisp ring around the outside. Yeah. You know? But um, right. all right. Season veteran right there. That's right. And uh, just so everyone knows, uh, for certain topics, we'll be rating things out of button-ups. For snacking off, we'll be rating things uh, based off of the, what is it, the hotcake scale? Is that what we're calling Yep. Hot, one to five hot scale, hotcake scale. Okay. So let's go all for right. it. NC, let's start it. Okay, I'm right off the bat. A little sweeter than your normal pancake. Mm -hmm. But not crazy sweet, right? Just not subtle. crazy sweet, not overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd want to do syrup on these. How is it with if the you syrup? get Canadian maple syrup, you have to. All right, guys, Jesus. Move to Canada. You hate Drake. You're not even allowed back. I didn't say I hate Drake. You said it. You heard it here first. I said he's though. overrated. Hmm? I hates everything good in the world. What do you think? Where are you at? Sure. I enjoyed it. You know, I think from a one to five hot cake scale, I'm going to adequately, adequately rate this at 
A 3.7. 3.7 hotcakes out of five. Yeah. Mm. All right. I think I've finished a whole hotcake right now. Right. The Trader Joe's Ube Mochi Pancake. I'm giving it. We're going to go 4.1 on that. I really enjoyed it. it was wow. Very sweet. That's a lot higher than I thought. Yeah. Well, you know, so when I first started, when I made these before the show, I was unimpressed. I did not think they were very good. I thought it was just, you know, I was like, I'll just buy a regular pancake. But right. now that they've sat out for an hour and are cold, I feel differently about it. The staying power of an ube mochi pancake is huge through the roof. It has, it's, its flavor has gotten better almost. It's got a nice little subtle sweetness. It looks ugly as hell. But other than that, I I give it a 4-1. I'm standing by 4.1 hotcakes out of five. That's where, that's where the Trader Joe's Ube Mochi pancake is getting rated at for me. And Those, that's another a good, thing that's a good to score. add to it. It's a fantastic score. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I, the other thing I would add to my score, that the, the reason it got a 4.1 is it's simple to make small quantities. It's hard to mess up. Water, right. eggs, and butter, and you they, they break it down so you can make as little as, you know, uh, what's this? This is for four pancakes, eight pancakes, or 12. So however many people you're entertaining, these guys right. take care of you. Trader Joe's Ube Mochi Pancake and Waffle Mix, we're giving it the stamp of approval, NC? Absolutely. I do That's have it, a couple baby. questions for you, you yeah, know, in me. regards to this. Would we're you going for a second pancake. Absolutely. Would you say this? is better than a regular pancake and or would you eat this like as regularly as a regular pancake or no like is this once in a while type of thing i'm nervous to say this because i don't want it to jeopardize every, I, like if i say this i feel like now our logo is not good i would probably eat this over a normal pancake i do, it doesn't need as much fluff as you know a lot of these come with Oh, it's got fruit and butter and maple syrup and whipped cream. No, no, no. Ube Mochi John has plenty of sweetness in it. Nice little subtle flavor. You know, maybe a little syrup right. and a little butter if you want. You know, right. if you want everyone to go, hey, look at me. I got a nice little stack of bruised pancakes. But honestly, you're at home. You know, maybe you, you would want to do a little cheat meal on Sunday morning. Fire up right. some of these puppies. 10 out of 10 is better. You can raw dog it. It tastes delicious. You can fancy it up if you want. I'm rating these higher than a normal stack of pancakes. I, I agree. I Something about it, I enjoy. It's just so simple. Like, it I'm enjoying this. It. I'm enjoying this as, like, a dessert, right? You know, I, yep. I just had a nice, clean meal. I did a lot of push-ups, some sit-ups today, jumped rope for 15 minutes, had some chicken and some veg. And this is a great dessert, even plain. You know, I, you know, I ate the butter and syrup already. But just the plain, it's just a nice little touch. I would even challenge someone to make it in a, into a crepe. Let me know how that comes out. That would probably, probably be lovely. really good. Watch it, right? Dude, I'm making it when we get off the car. <laughs> it's probably fire. But I'm going to go ahead, as we wrap up our talk on Ube Mochi, I'm holding this thing like uh, like I'm Mr. Rogers reading someone a book. But right. I would say the pancake is equally as fun as the font. If I was writing a review <laughs> in the paper, that's what I would put. Enjoy yeah. the font and have fun with the pancakes. It's going to be a good time. So overall, me and NC giving it the stamp of approval. The fellas are snacking off, and we enjoyed it so far. That's snacking off first 
first time doing the segment, let us know what you guys think. If you make ube mochi pancakes, you got to give us a shout out. Hit us with a pick and let us know. Definitely. Also, what we're going to do, Sam, we're going to throw this on the IG story. Um, we're a little embarrassed to take a picture of what the actual pancakes look like. Does not they look don't look good. good. They don't look pretty. Nope. We're going we're gonna to take a picture of the box. We're going to give it all of its angles, the font, you name it. It's fun. We'll take a picture. Let us know what you think. Yep. Hit us up in the DMs. Tweet at us. Whatever. We want to hear what you guys have to say. Last but not least, we got to do our shout-outs, and then we'll let everybody go. What do you think? Absolutely. You start us off. Who's your shout-out for the week? Well, my, our first shout-out, which is obvious, we gave him a, a small shout-out at the beginning of the show, but to all the fans and followers, uh, you know, me and Nino put a lot of work into this leading up to the first episode. We had to drop it a little later than we wanted to because figuring out how to get shit approved on Apple and Spotify. But right. uh, we appreciate everyone showing us love, hitting us with a follow, um, DMing us, giving us any feedback. We love it, man. We're trying to get better for you guys. So please keep it up. Um, anything you want for us to make it more enjoyable to listen to, let us know. We can make it happen. Um, we're open to, to hear what you guys have to say. So thank you all for for the feedback and uh, the interaction with us on social media. We loved it. And it was a, it was a fun Saturday for us. Yeah. We want to say thanks again. So my shout out for the week goes to lay the pod down podcast. So this is a podcast made from Shane, Cody, and Sean, you know, people back from my hometown. Um, I really appreciate their content. To be honest, I appreciate what they did kind of gave me confidence in saying, fuck it. Let's just make a podcast, Sam, after I heard their podcast. So want to show them some love. Definitely listen to what they say. Even if you don't like wrestling, I would highly recommend it still. They're a bunch of great guys, a lot of energy, funny. So shout out to Lay the Pod Down podcast. And you're all locked down at home anyways. What else are you doing? Throw on a pod while you're doing some work. Check out this Lay the Pod Down. Maybe it'll get you into wrestling, something to kill some time while we're all in lockdown. I got a, one last shout-out I got to drop, too, before we sign off here. Uh, I'm from Maryland. I live in Maryland. And the governor, Larry Hogan, just opened up golfing, fishing, and camping again. So I can get back out on the course. You know, that It's helping give me a little bit of sanity, give me some relief. I don't feel as crazy. Um, and I'm able to get out on the links. Thank God. So shout-out, Larry Hogan, opening golf, opening some type of civilization back to sand. So we thank you guys for listening. Definitely download, listen, like. You know where to find us. That's all, folks. That's all, folks. Damn, Your time is 